Good morning. Welcome to Emmett Audio. My apologies for being absent for a week. It's been a, a not a pleasant week. I got a head cold on Monday, and at the same time, uh, on the same morning, I threw out my back. And then the day of the morning I threw out my back, we also got in the car and drove all day, more or less. Um, and so... My back might have resolved, but because we had this plan that had us traveling, uh, my back turned into this big thing that just became, it just lingered. And so basically all this last week I've been absolutely miserable. And thankfully our body heals and gets better and time has passed and both those things have happened. So here I am again. But let me tell you, when when you have a couple things on your plate health-wise, one thing on your plate you can kind of keep moving forward. Two things on your plate, I found that I could keep pushing forward the things that I had to do professionally and be polite and engaging when I absolutely had to be, but I didn't have bandwidth for anything else. So... I managed to finish the spring of the month this last week and edit the magazine, which is going to get printed hopefully tomorrow. But uh, I didn't have bandwidth for doing the, the podcast, my apologies. I'm walking up at the usual place and I just saw a large bobcat out in the field. Thankfully the dogs didn't see it, so they didn't go tearing off after it, but that was very cool. We're having a resurgence of winter. There's a phrase that I guess is New England phrase, maybe. March comes in like a lion and out like a lamb. So we had a fairly mild February. Disappointing in terms of skiing, but it basically got our hopes up that we would have an early spring, but of course that's not how it works in New England. So we're getting quite the wintry show now, and it's I think we're supposed to get even more this coming week. So truly march in like a lion. And uh, we've got another month to go, which is what we always expect. Um, one of the things that I could very clearly see when I was sick, and you can hear I'm still sniffing a little bit, my apologies, is... Uh, is that any business is really, it's, a, it's, a, it's about the flow of energy through a system. And we tend to focus on, say, the thing that you do that earns you money, but that's just one part, probably a minority part of all the things that go into a successful system that actually generates money for you. Um, and I wanted to talk about that a little bit today. In my own system or cycle or flow, there is someone... Well, we, we have to sort of pick an arbitrary point at which, uh, at which to start. But remember, it's a cycle, so it'll come back around to the start at the, at the end again. So, somebody places an order with me. We have that conversation, 
I have my systems that record what they want. That goes into my book. And that's always happening. But it's staggered in terms of time with when I actually do the work. So how much it's staggered will depend on you. But you know, that cycle is happening. And then let's just fast forward a couple months to the time when I'm actually doing the work. I do the work. Right, all the systems need to be in place for that to happen, right? The physical systems of space needs to be appropriately clean. I need to have the right materials, both to do the work, and also I need to have the right tools, and the tools need to be appropriately sharpened and maintained. I need to have the ability to do the work in enough comfort that I can physically do it, so I have to have systems for keeping my shop heated or cooled, depending on the, the season. And, uh, and I need to have the other parts of my life enough in hand that I can take the time to do the work. Right? This is the thing that we don't often see, but it's quite easy for your life to get out of balance with other obligations and priorities that mean that you don't actually have enough free time to do the work. And that can lead to its own set of problems where you, you have work piling up and not enough money coming in because you're allowing too many other things in your life to take precedent over the work. So there's a balance there as well. So then the work gets done. The work then needs to get packaged up. For that, you need to have the appropriate packaging on hand. You need to go get it to the person, whether it's delivering it directly. In my instance, it's going to the post office post office gives me a receipt. That receipt needs to go into my paperwork. I then communicate with the person and say, hey, your thing is in the mail. Here's the amount to send me. A couple of days or weeks go by. The check arrives from them in the mail. Piles up with other checks. Once a week, I gather all the checks that have come in, plug them into my bookkeeping, go to the bank, and deposit the money into my bank account. At intervals as I need to, I pull money from that business bank account to my personal bank account as the needs of my life require. That's, oh, and then, and then also importantly, as I'm doing the work, I take some photos or videos, but photos are really best, of the process or of the work. I share it on social media and talk about it, thus reaching new people or people who already know of me and reminding them that I exist and that they might be interested in something that I do. And that's the end of the cycle. It is a cycle. And you can see that if any of those parts of the cycle get stagnated, you actually uh, the cycle comes to a stop. Or rather, it's, it's not completing its purpose and putting money into your bank account until all of those parts are flowing. And so a big part of being a business owner is just going and dealing with all of those parts 
and making sure that they're all working. Now, if I was a giant business, let's say I had 100 employees, all of these parts would be divvied up among different people, right? You would have a marketing department that would take the videos of the things being made and market them to people. You'd have a sales department that would take incoming sales. You would have the manufacturing department that would actually manufacture. You'd have the fulfillment department that would take the manufactured goods and fulfill it. You'd have the bookkeeping and accounting department that would take the payments, enter it into the bookkeeping and payrolls, etc. And Oh, and you also have the invent, whatever it is, like whoever uh, maintains inventory of materials. You might even split up down to the fine tune of having somebody who, where all they do is sharpen the tools, right? They just make sure that everything is sharp. I remember reading books about uh, about logging in the Northeast the U.S. back in the 1900s and how for every camp there were one or two guys who just were in a shack all day sharpening saws and axes so that everybody had sharp saws and axes. It was a real skill and it wasn't something that you could do particularly well unless you knew how to do it well and you needed a certain space and setup to do it in and it took time and so it made sense to have people sharpen their uh, not sharpen their own saws and axes, but have one professional person do that. Now, it's important to notice that you don't need equal numbers of these people in order to uh, have things working as efficiently as possible. And how much you need of one versus the other is going to depend entirely on your business. Some businesses, you spend much more on the sales and on the promotion than you do on actually creating the thing. Other times it's the opposite. You spend, you have far more manpower on actually logging the logs out of the woods than you do on the people who go to the mills and talk to the mill owners and see what they need. Right, so it just depends on the circumstances. But I hope that this illustration can show that you need all parts of those, you need all those parts of the cycle for the cycle to actually be a business that is producing money. And I think it's really helpful if you feel like your business is not working particularly well to ask yourself, what part of the cycle is stuck? Come on, Willa. What part of the cycle is stuck? And what can I do to unstick it so that I can potentially get the ball moving again? Because the big thing that often happens with me is, well, I, I sort of spin up and then spin down these cycles over the course of any given year, I'll spin it down for the Christmas tree season, I'll spin it back up after the Christmas tree season. And so I can see the lag time and I can see how until you have orders that have gone out, the money doesn't start coming in. And once the money does start coming in, it will continue coming in even after you've spun it down in the fall, in my instance, say. And so there can be times when you feel like, oh, there's not enough money coming in. Well, that's because usually for me, it's because not necessarily that something was stuck 
but because I spent too much time on other life stuff and not enough time on the business, kicking all the pieces forward. The last thing that I'll say about this is that understanding and properly evaluating all the different parts of the cycle helps you to be honest. Come on, dogs, hop in. Come on, Maisie, you got it, good girl. Helps you to be honest about what is required and how much time it might take to do something. When I write out my schedule on the clipboard, as I've talked about numerous times, one of the things I try to be good about is actually scheduling in time all the parts of the cycle. It would be easy for me to just write, you know, work. But that's not actually as helpful because what I need to recognize is, okay, when am I going to the post office? When am I going to send totals to people? When am I going to the bank? When am I going to sharpen my tools? When am I going to order the inventory that I need? Right? If the only thing I put on my schedule is you need to spend time carving. Well, that's not actually, uh, sorry, I'm doing like a 16 point turn here because the road is pretty chalked up with snow. Come on. There we go. Um, if I don't put those things on my list, then it's not that they don't happen, it's that I overestimate how much other work I can do. And I will sometimes put off things that need to happen in order to keep the cycle going because my list has failed to give me time to do all the necessary parts of the cycle. So I would say, if you're working for yourself or even if you're just in a situation where you're like, why are things not running smoothly? Try to anticipate what are all the different parts of the cycle. Write them down if you have to. Maybe it could be a, you know, the cycle of how things work in your family household, how things work in your home, right? And then think through, am I actually allotting time realistically each week to do the things that need to happen to keep the household moving forward, <clears throat> you know, or my business moving forward. And if you aren't allotting the time, that's the clue right there that you need to make that change. And it might take you a little while to allot the appropriate amount of time, right? Because not everything is weighted the same and you might not actually have a good sense of how much time do I need to allocate for, say, reconciling bank statements. And then even when you do, say, allocate that time, if you're anything like me, there are certain activities that you struggle to, even when they're on your list, you keep hunting them down to the bottom of the list because everything else feels more important. And having the discipline to do the thing that you know you need to do and not let yourself talk yourself out of it is something that takes 
a long time to do. I still struggle with this to some extent with sharpening, but I used to struggle with it a lot with sharpening. And usually it was because usually the things that I avoid are the things that I'm not particularly good at. And therefore I don't like doing them because I feel incompetent and dumb when I do them. And I feel frustrated when I do them. And I feel like I hit my head against a wall and I would just much rather do the part that I know how to do. Because as humans, we like to do things that make us feel competent and good at something. And the problem is that the neglected parts of the cycle are often the parts that we continue to neglect because we're not particularly good at them because we haven't put in the time. And as I've gotten better at sharpening, my willingness to say, okay, I need to sharpen now, it's on the list, this is the logical time to do it, I'm just going to do it, my willingness to do that has increased tremendously. And I've seen the same thing this year with uh, doing the bookkeeping. Back when I felt totally incompetent at it, it was the last thing I wanted to do, and I would avoid it like the plague. Honestly, same thing with exercising. Back when I felt incompetent at exercise, I avoided doing it. And now that I see that it's an absolutely necessary part of maintaining my body so that I can do this work, and now that I feel some level of competence with it, I am much happier to do it. And so when I put it on my list to do it, it's not sheer willpower that it's getting me to do it. It's the fact that I feel a little competent at it that gets me to do it. And so until you get to that point of kind of competence, you do you need the you need enough willpower to get yourself to that point where you're going to be willing to do the thing that you suck at in the moment because that's what's going to get you to a place where you are more willing to do it because you suck less. It's good to be back. I really value how this podcast, really I do it for me. I very much appreciate everyone listening, but not doing it for a week, I realize how much my own thinking, it's like I, it's like, it's like I don't keep it because I don't say it out loud. And so I have thoughts like this, say, that come and go. But more importantly, I have thoughts that never get developed further than the initial thrust of the thought. Because, you know, this podcast is a good example. It's two or three steps deeper than the initial thought. But I only got there through talking it out. And that's the thing that I've missed. And I really, I'm glad to be doing it again. I'm glad to be feeling better. Thank you for listening. I'll talk tomorrow.